Hey, welcome to Francis and Friends. My name is Francis. And I'm his friend Anna. So keep listening if you want to be at least a little bit entertained. All right, so Anna, give us a little short introduction. Who are you? What are you to me? Okay, well, we've known each other since, I guess, third grade. And okay. <laughs> so that's been, I guess... a, that's been a while. Oh, my gosh, it's been a while because we were both like two completely different people at that point. But, you know, but we've kept up really well over brief period like in elementary school we didn't talk but then we reconnected in middle school and you have been one of my closest friends ever since so but can I be completely (laughs) honest with you right now yes go ahead I remember you what wait what grade were we in where we had that project where like I was a dragon and you were like a princess that's what I remember too (laughs) wait when was that when was that third grade that was in our reading class yeah oh I hated that class me too. <laughs> you, and you know why. It was that teacher. Mm. She's mean. But I had her again in fifth grade when I wasn't at the school you were at anymore. Okay. So I had it bad. <laughs> Oof. All right. Well, I remember doing that project with you in third grade. After that project until like end of seventh grade or eighth grade, like my memory of you just goes blank. Like I don't remember anything. <laughs> I remember seeing you at one of my sister's concerts one time and I was like I know that kid I know his name but I couldn't remember where from exactly so that's about it (laughs) in between okay and you want to know actually the first thing I remember about you what I remember just like looking at you and I'm pretty sure at that time because you have freckles right yes (laughs) okay I (laughs) see I'm your friend I know these things (laughs) I know these things. What do you mean, right? Have you not seen me before? Look, quarantine, <laughs> quarantine shifted me into a whole different dimension. I don't know anybody anymore. Uh, you know what? Actually, that's fair, but... <laughs> okay, anyways, but so I remember the first thing I remember about you was that I saw, like, you and I saw your freckles and I thought, and I was like, oh, wow, like, her freckles are, like, really cute. I want to be her friend. You know what I remember, like, noticing about you what? first? How big your eyes oh. are. <laughs> it's not. Oof. It's a good thing. Mm. All right. Let's go they're with like, that. They're very expressive. I'm just saying, like, you turned around. I was like, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? At least I caught your attention. You did. You did. And it was in a good way. It really was. But okay. It's important okay. to take note of because it's noticeable. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So something you mentioned earlier is that like we've been friends for a really long time what third grade so that's like four five six seven eight ten years wait ten damn we've known each other for ten uh, years yeah yep okay yeah so you're definitely the friend i've had the longest that baffles me because i feel like every especially from third grade to now i'm such a completely different person especially from like i feel like we became close close friends in like eighth grade and after eighth grade, like, I barely saw you because we went to different high schools. But even since then, like, I feel like we've completely changed. But somehow we're still friends. How is that even possible? Um, I think the fact that we were already so different to begin with when we met, like, you know, I've never moved in my life. You've moved countries. It's like very early on, we realized that we weren't going to be able to really connect on super common ground. So the fact that we didn't mm-hmm. bond over being exactly like we bonded over 
to appreciate each other. I think the fact that we changed didn't matter because of that. I definitely agree with you. But okay, for the people that don't know us, let me paint this picture. Like Anna and I aren't just different, like in fundamental terms, but even physically, right? <laughs> well, okay, actually, <laughs> I think we're the same height, right? Yeah, we're pretty close. You're okay, taller right? than me, definitely, but, but much. Not, not by much. So basically, let me paint this picture for everyone. We're like about the same height. I'm like chocolate brown. Anna is paper white. <laughs> freckles. Okay, but like, you know, I'm, it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it's different. No, it's just funny to hear it out loud. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm like chocolate brown. Anna's paper white. She's like this like sweet country girl. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> you I are. wouldn't. You are not Am I a country boy? Here. No, you're not even from this country. And I grew up in North Carolina and my family always has. That's so true. like Okay, that's true. Yeah, no. So yeah, no, because I moved here when I was like what five? So I mean I've been here most of my life, but I never assimilated to like be like this like charming country boy. <laughs> no, no. You you are very culturally diverse in terms of the area that we grew up. Like everybody is pretty much like me if they're from here, but you are you have retained your own life while kind of assimilating in a way that's not obvious so like you're able to culturally fit in easily because you are just adaptive like that but you have retained everything. you know what that's called probably i don't know fill me in that's called being a chameleon <laughs> all right no. okay you're a chameleon then. that's me i'm a chameleon so you're a girl i'm a guy yes before you found out or i told you that i didn't like girls did you ever have a crush on me? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding Are me? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, here's the, that begs the question. So, like, a lot of people think that it's not really possible for a guy and a girl to have a completely 100% platonic friendship. Do you think that's possible? I don't. You do? Yeah, because I have, I have those. But you had a crush on me at one point. Yeah, but, like, just because that happened, it doesn't mean that anything else actually happened so you know like we were still able to maintain the platonic friendship despite that being a factor that's true but also yeah it also helped that you know (laughs) can i confess something else to you go ahead so i think this was the summer after eighth grade maybe Mm -hmm. um point being it's like you and me you and i were at the dock close to your house at the lake and we were in the water we were like playing i think cameron was also hanging out with us i think that day do you remember that yes i do okay so do you remember that one the at one point like you and i were just like splashing each other with water and at one point i picked you up and threw you under the water and then like like went underneath the water like grabbed you by your waist and like held you up like pulled you out yeah okay at that moment when i picked you up the sun was perfectly aligned behind your head it looked like you had a halo around you. And Anna, that was the closest I ever came to wanting to kiss a girl. <laughs> you look beautiful. Oh my gosh. Oh, that makes me so happy. I love you so much. That's so like, cute. You... <laughs> no, like honestly, you look like an angel. I love that. I remember that though. I do. I remember like every time that we've hung out just because like everything that we do together is always really memorable to me because I see you as often as i'd like in the first place but like that's such a sweet thing to add on to that memory 
I love it. You say sweet. Some people would say creepy. I don't think that's creepy. I think that's really nice. Oh, okay. Then yeah, okay. Then let's let's register that under nice. <laughs> don't take it as a nice guy comment, but like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying I okay. like it. Let's flash back to eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming, right? Um. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll change names, right? So, there was a boy, a mutual friend of ours, who had a thing for you. (laughs) He thought I had a thing for you as Uh well. We'll call this boy John. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And (laughs) John, you and I were all very good friends. And homeboy felt super threatened by me because he thought I had a thing with you and that I was going to steal you away. You could have. So he, like, I could have, but I I didn't. Well, well, you see, no, I'm not saying you put any effort into doing that. I'm saying you treated me better than he did, and I think the way that you treated me made me realize that maybe it was not a good thing. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right, well... And that's the tea. True, so, it is. Do you think, because some people have told me that I basically treat everyone as if I was with them. Like, like people say that, like, sometimes I'm just talking to a friend or talking to a person, and that apparently I'm, like, very flirty or, like, very, like, personal to that extent. Do you think that's true? Um, no. I think that people are mistaken you being extremely personable for flirting, because like, you have more of a flamboyant personality because you express how you feel and you don't like hold anything down like so many other people do and they feel threatened oh and isn't they feel that threatened the by the truth so like when you are open about how you feel they take it as flirting when really you're just being really that's true okay i think that is true because i i really don't hide how i feel like i'm feeling if i'm feeling something i'm gonna let you know i know it's like the first thing you're gonna say is how you're feeling and people just don't do that because they're not willing to be honest with other people because they're not willing to be honest with their self damn that's deep <laughs> Oof. okay but sometimes that's not always for the best though do you remember all the drama i started with the school system in uh, grade? <laughs> yes i do you were by my side every step of the way. Forget getting called down to yes. the principal's office with you and walking down there and being oh like, Francis, I'm so scared. And you were like, nope, it's coming. What comes, comes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> exactly. No, because here's my thing. There comes a point that, like, once you do something, like, I don't think there's any point in, like, being scared because, like, you did what you did. The consequences, whatever they are, they're coming. Like, you can't stop them. Like, just get you ready know, to face okay, them. I think that was a big part of like what we are to our friends like willing to go out on a limb like that for the AIG kids and yeah. I wasn't even because honestly it. you you were even in that situation and you put yourself out there for us thing that I did I think that um I think that just seeing you kind of get called to action kind of showed me that it was the right thing to do because you know Caroline meant so much to me at that point and so did Connor and you and like mm. all of my AIG friends so I think yeah. like loyalty is just so ingrained in both of us that it That's true. wasn't even really a second thought, you know, like we're going to get in trouble for each other because it's what we do. 
All right. Okay, and for like everyone that doesn't know what went on, let's paint the picture real quick, oh right? Oh my gosh. So this was <laughs> It's a Okay, look, it's a good story. Yeah, it is. So, um 8th grade year, I think it was like halfway through the year, right? That the old principal retired, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, so we had an old principal, she retired. Halfway through the year, this new woman comes in. We're going to call her Dr. Smith. So Dr. Smith walks up in this hoe and acts like she's, like, the queen of it. Which, I mean, she's the principal, but... Okay, so state I... mandate in North Carolina says that each 8th grader has to have a semester of gym. And yes. they had completed it. The AIG kids had completed their semester, and they were entering second semester, yes. and they were taking online classes that were high school level. These are high level classes for eighth graders to be taking. And they were kind of, you know, they're kind of difficult. So they really need that extra time in with their instructors. And the principal decided to take it on her own head to add in an extra semester, not by mandate of the state, but by her own choosing. So these kids that need the time with their AIG teachers were taken out and put into gyms. So, you know, they're like stressed out crying let me tell you i like i didn't like honestly i at at that point i was i wasn't even stressed or crying i was just so frustrated that i got i was i was furious with her i was like like oh god like i just have an issue with like figures of authority just like making huge changes like that and not even notifying you or giving you early warning just because they can't oh yeah and that that grinded my gears well the worst part of it was like it wasn't even the kids that were like you that were just really angry about it that were even particularly going to struggle because, of course, she did something wrong. But it was like the kids yeah. that weren't able to stand up for themselves because they were scared of their own principal making this awful decision for them that they were just stressing out in class and freaking out and they weren't going to do anything about it. So, you know, like that's where people like you stand up. Exactly. So then where people like me, and it means people that don't really think about <laughs> consequences... So I said, hmm, what am I going to do so that we don't have to take PE and we can have our time to work on these online classes? So my great idea was, hmm, let me write an email to the entire school board and the superintendent. So, of course, I followed and, hold up. <laughs> Of course you followed, which I did not understand. Like, I was like, who are you? Like, why? Like, but thank you. <laughs> I wasn't going to let you do that alone. But anyways, so I was like, let me do this. Like, I'm a bad bitch. I'm feeling myself right now. I'm angry. I want some change. Sent out the email. And re- do you remember? I sent it out in first period during our uh, social studies class. Yes. Yes, I yes. do. Because I was so, there. It was in Mr. Lee's class. You were there. Yes. Yes. And I, I remember asking you, Anna, like, should I send it? And you were like, yes, Francis, send it. <laughs> and then I did too. God. And then, yeah, you sent your own separate email too, right? Oh, yeah, I sent it to, like, five of the board members, you know. Because you're supportive, yes. Yes. Anyways, so they, then the entire school board, they start answering back. The superintendent emails me back. They're like, we're looking into it. Like, it's been reported to the assistant superintendent. And the principal, they'll, they'll call you up about it. After this, and I think you were in one of those meetings with me, Anna, that we had with Dr. Oh, yeah. Smith, this principal, where basically, I was like, let's try to work something out. And she basically said, there's nothing I can do. I remember that really well because we had to walk down. I remember the call to the office. And we walked down together and we sat down. 
And she was like, you guys can't just go over my head. But then as she continued to talk to us, she kind of ran into a wall because I think she realized that she was wrong. And then she ended it. She ended the meeting by saying, like, if you guys have these problems again, you need to just come talk to me because she just got nervous because she knew that she was wrong. But you know what really grinded my gears at that point? What? That before, I think, I don't exactly remember if it was before I sent the email or if it was after this initial meeting that I had the meeting with her. Okay, you, you clarify here because I feel like you'd remember. Was it at this meeting that even though she said, like, talk to me if you have these issues, she still said she couldn't do anything? Yes, yes, Okay, it so was. it was this meeting, right? So after this meeting, I think I had one or two other more meetings with her alone where I kept bringing it up and she just kept saying she could do nothing about it, right? Mm-hmm. But then, because of the email to the superintendent, then the next week, each one of us taking online classes got called individually to the principal and assistant principal's office. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what did I do? Like, I've screwed us all. Like, were you scared that something was, like, that we were going to have, like, face consequences? Um, I was a little bit, but because my mom was working at the school oh. <laughs> and she saw me being a little, like, activist she was like you did the right thing and I was like I know thank you so I think after I got that backup and I talked to a couple of the other teachers I wasn't nervous and I think the thing that made me the least nervous was the fact that I was facing it with you because I knew that no matter what happened you were not gonna break down let me tell you I would have like a rock let me tell you I was ready to throw some hands if I had to oh yeah I remember you were mad you were mad furious furious well anyways so we each got called into those offices for these like meetings one by one and i thought these meetings were going to basically be like you effed up like here's the consequences but it didn't it was basically here's a paper a waiver saying you don't have to take this p class anymore everything's back to normal and i was relieved so relieved yeah nobody can take you on nobody can take you on i haven't met anyone who's beaten okay but let me tell you that's not a good thing because then do you remember that earlier that year, because I only sent this email second semester because I was still writing the ego high of the email I sent our math teacher for be, right before Thanksgiving break. Oh, I remember that. Oh, my gosh. God. Okay. Long story short, Anna and I were in the same math class. It was like an advanced math class where you took like eighth grade math and like your first year of high school math in eighth grade. Didn't do any of the homework, so I thought it was way too much. And I got pissed so i wrote this woman in an email a one page long email basically saying that she was turning middle school into the new college she was making students hate education and she was the reason and people like her that the american school system was like deteriorating and, and like breaking down i told you about that right oh yeah because i remember how uncomfortable it got oh. between you and her <laughs> after that and it was necessary because <sighs> you weren't necessarily telling a lie there because i was feeling that stress as well but like i wasn't about to stand up to her like that well let me tell you i was feeling myself (laughs) so basically so i sent this email and this was a bad calculation on my part i sent this email the day we before we got off for thanksgiving break so then the entire next day i was stuck in a car for 11 hours with my mom my dad my sister my cousin driving to new jersey six hours into it my mom gets a call on her phone, which is connected to the Bluetooth <gasps> speaker of the car. Yes. No. Yes, Anna. And my mom picks it up, and it's the entire car can hear it. Hi, how are you? Who is this? Hi, this is Francis's math teacher. I'd like to talk to you for a moment. For a moment. Is this his mother? 
My mom goes, yes. And turns back in her seat and stares at me. And at that moment, I... And uh, let me tell you, that was the most scared I've been in my life. Life flashes before your eyes. Oh, it really gosh. did. Because, like, I had never had a teacher... Like, I didn't think she was actually going to call my mom. I thought she was going to just, like, take it up with me. Yeah, why wouldn't she? I don't know. Wouldn't you think your mom would be on your side if she was seeing how stressed out you got? Because it was a lot of work. Look. It was a lot of work for an eighth grader. I don't know what she was thinking, but she called my mom. And then she basically proceeds to tell my mom, your son just sent me this email. Basically explained to my mom what the email said. The entire time, my mom's staring back at me and giving me these looks of death and i could feel i could feel every every time she blinked and stared back into my like my eyes i felt my soul being pierced i was terrified and then if your mom ever looked at me like that i think i would just die on this oh no because that's the tricky thing is the sweetest lady you'll ever meet but don't get on her bad side i know especially if you're her son no, because, like, I love her, and she's always so nice, but if she looked at me like that, I wouldn't survive it. I really wouldn't. Well, look, those looks were effective because I melted into my seat. And so then the <sighs> phone call finishes, and basically my mom just looks at me and goes, you're going to be signing an apology email. And I was like, yep, uh-huh. And then, <laughs> thank God, she left it at that. And that was it. Mm. That was so it. tell me, tell me what happened. So you you sent her the apology Nothing. email. Does she ever say anything to you about it? Nothing. She just like emailed me back, and she was like, "Thank you for apologizing. Hopefully, you'll see where you went wrong," which I didn't. And then it was just like really tense between me and her for the rest of the year, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I remember the strained relationship, but yeah. this is a lot more in depth than I've heard this story. Yeah. Ooh, that's stressful. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's why I, I was still writing that ego high, though, from, like, sending that email. And that's what prompted me to send that email to the school board. Because I was like, I can do this. This is not my mm. first time, like, standing up to power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, okay. Actually, it wasn't mine either. Are you serious? Um, no. When You know how, okay. So, we both went to the same elementary school. That's where we met. Yeah. And... I left in fourth grade to go to West Pine Elementary, mm-hmm. and we had a sub in fifth grade, and she made a joke one day about shooting a kid. Oh, God. Like, yeah, he was he laughed when she was talking, and she looked at him dead in the eye. It was my friend Colin, and she goes, you're lucky I don't have my pistol on me. Oh, fuck. I know, and I marched my little fifth grade self down to the principal's office, and then she wasn't allowed to sub in Moore County well, anymore. Well, good, because she was out here threatening lives. I know, like, you can't, you couldn't do that in high school. That's an inappropriate joke to make. A teacher shouldn't make okay. that joke, but to make it to an elementary school. Honestly. It was a fifth grader. I mean, yeah. Yes. Damn. That? Like a 10-year-old kid. You're going to look at them in the eye and say that to them. I mean... Yeah, it's not, it was not a good look on her, but thankfully she disappeared and I didn't see her again. So we had our little adventures in middle school, but then, oh, yeah. yeah, but then we went to separate high schools. We never really saw each other except that like, you know, every once in a while we'd hang out. Well, I invited you to like go to dances occasionally. That's true, which Early I did, school. which I, to homecoming, yes. I remember that. 
people loved you because they all missed you and it was like a big deal that you were coming so fun it was so fun and then and then i saw you at prom because then my our friend megan she took me to your prom oh my gosh i forgot about that yes yes so i went to like your homecoming i went to your prom and then yeah we've just kept in touch and i'm really glad we have me too you and i have been friends for a very long time um, and especially after high school, a lot of people drift from their pe- from fr- friends from high school just because they don't really have anything in common anymore or just because they don't go to the same college anymore. Um, so I guess to wrap it out, just like to any friends with someone who you, you don't really see. Um, what you have in common has nothing to do with it. And if you really love each other and if you're really genuine friends, you could not talk for an entire year. But when you see them, your heart's going to do the same thing it always does where it jumps and you're going to be happy to see them and you're going to pick up right where you left off. Because if that person loves you enough, they're not going to go through the whole, oh, what's your name again thing? Because, you know, like we've never had that and we're never going to have that. Yeah. And if we go through periods of a couple of years where we don't talk or if it's just a couple of days, it's going to be the same between us because it always has been. So I'm so confident. I hope you enjoyed getting a little glimpse into my oldest friendship. I think that during quarantine, when you can't leave your house, it's the perfect time to text someone you haven't talked to in a while. My guess is that they'd want to talk to you just as much as you're missing them. So pull out your phone, text an old friend, and who knows, maybe you'll find another true friendship in your life. You're welcome.